0: Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by uh, three of your usual hosts here. We've got Mr. Ben Porter. Hello. We've got Mr. Tom Mannering. Hello. And you've got myself, Josh Hartley. How how are we all doing today,
1: guys? We're doing okay. It's um, we were just saying before we started recording. It's been um, it's been a weird week in the the world of lockdown tabletop. Uh, oh wait, we, yes, yeah. There's 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 been a bit of drama, even though everyone is supposed to be in their own homes, behaving themselves. So thank
0: yeah the the internet's a wonderful thing, but it's, <laughs> it is also it also means that even like you can get into trouble even without uh leaving your own house yeah. so pe- pe- uh,
1: people are finding you know they're being creative with their their <laughs> bullshit i
0: mean i mean we say creative it's racism <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah i mean we're, like, but, we're
1: making it sound exciting but it, it's 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 fundamentally horrible yeah, yeah so uh, 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 we'll, we'll, s- we, will we get will we get the nasty stuff out the way then
0: we may as well. I mean, we will. Uh, we've got the Warhammer uh, preview to cover off as well, and there's been a bit of news about UK Games Expo. But yes, let's just dive right into the uh, yeah. um, the the nasty stuff. So, yeah, so what's get... been going on? Ben?
1: Okay, so so the the first one that, that appeared, um, and this was that is that is actually this actually broke on like January twelfth, I believe, um, but we only got wind of it. Uh, recently and it was a kickstarter for a a game called Ping Yao uh, which I believe is a sort of like heavy Euro style game I've not I I didn't actually know about this game it was the unfortunately I think the whole kickstarter has been overshadowed by by this incident But, but basically um, you know, you know, like most Kickstarters, they they have thumbnails of, of reviews mm-hmm. from various people that have got their hands on the game. Uh, there, there's a thumbnail from a a, a YouTuber uh, by the name of Flavio De Leonardis and um, he's got a symbol on his head, and he's like, he's basically pretending to be a a, a Chinaman. It's it's pretty shocking.
0: Um, yeah down to like squinting his eyes and yeah it's uh, so in case anyone out there needed to be told like that's not okay (laughs) like ever (laughs) um, so I I imagine like the online reaction has been
1: pretty swift and damning it's been pretty swift and damning Uh, so Jing Studio is the, the company they are a Chinese run company uh, they they immediately issued a statement you know an apology they said that um, basically this one slipped through the the, the net uh, I, I don't know how that happened I, 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 you know my favorite... the racism net <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i mean that i'm i'm paraphrasing here but basically they they said that they they didn't see this thumbnail and it was only brought to their attention after but uh, it's, that seems a bit weak because as we know like you, you actually have to submit your kickstarter campaign weeks in advance of it being published so mm-hmm. it's all pretty very heavily vetted despite what um. a lot of people will say but the the, the board game geek thread where the, the news broke I mean the amount of responses that have been removed on this I'm just going through now is crazy apparently a lot of people came out of the woodwork trying to condone or support this guy and they offered a a bunch of ridiculous and really weak arguments Um, it took the guy quite a while to actually apologise and accept full uh, blame for what he did, the the guy Flavio to his credit Uh, Mm -hmm. but he took his time getting there and he did that thing of like i'm sorry if anyone's offended by this. You know? Oh, so it wasn't an apology at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: that that old chestnut. It's uh, very much he... the i'm sorry you feel that way isn't it rather than uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, It's it's so gross, <laughs> you know, it's just totally like reflecting all the, the 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 blame for the thing covertly back at people. And so many folk do it. But um he did apologize in the end. Hopefully he's going mm. to do better. Because um, at, at at the end of the day, people do make mistakes, you know. They say he is a grown ass man. Maybe he genuinely did think it was funny, and misjudged it. People do make some ridiculous, uh, ridiculously poor judgments. So I, I think it's what it's one of these things that, as much as we do not accept this kind of behaviour. The, I think there does need to be room for people to uh to be forgiven in order to move on because the fact of the matter is that if you just want to cancel people completely for this sort of thing, what happens is those people then move into a group or a community of people who have similarly been cancelled. and what happens is you get this this you know um homogenization of ideas where these people are just like sounding off of one another and then they never actually learn and then it creates environments like the incels and the alt right so then because I, I i
0: was just gonna say this is this is not a problem unique to like uh, no. tabletop gaming this is like all walks of life this that sort of thing will happen you know so yeah. no I, I i get what you're saying um but and if, of course, this wasn't
1: the only thing to happen this week either. No, yeah, and to be honest, the next one is just completely inexcusable. Um, yeah. Was, this one was from uh, designer Daniel uh, Tascini. Okay, so da- Daniel Tascini is a multi-award winning uh, board game designer. He's, mm-hmm. he's uh, well, probably most well-known for the, the Marco Polo games. Uh forgive my pronunciation here Teotihuacan tihuacan city of the gods and zolken yeah. the 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 mayan calendar uh, both of those latter two games has been a lot of hype about uh, uh, quite recently mm-hmm. in in particular um he was caught uh, making some uh, horrendously ill considered remarks uh, about about black people um, so I'm I'm just going to briefly read out a, a translation of uh, of what he said uh, verbatim, rather than uh, and I I will censor the more offensive parts of it, of course. But um, mm-hmm. so he said, ogres have always been represented as black. This is proof of bad faith or short sightedness of those that believe in these arguments. In fiction, there is always a distinction between light and dark, and everything that's bad is portrayed as dark. I don't think you should use this analogy when referring to quote-unquote black skin because it is not black. The skin tone goes from a shade of tanned Italian to dark brown. Not black. I never call them black because they are not black. I have plenty of African friends and generally I don't call them by gender. Why should I make a distinction between gender and race? When I am with my African friends, I regularly call them N-bomb and no one gets offended because they know it isn't meant as an insult I repeat the meaning of all these words depends and then that's where the uh, incriminating screen cap ends so as a Yikes. result of that um, yeah as a result of that Borden Dice um, have uh, condemned his remarks and uh, they've suspended all the uh, collaboration and work with uh Tashini um because he failed to acknowledge his wrongdoing although he eventually did uh, release uh, a, a statement um where he apologized asked for forgiveness and one of the excuses that he he gives is that he didn't realize uh how shockingly his words would read in English
0: I don't know like I, I... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that word is presumably as offensive in Italian as it is in English. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but so this was one of the excuses that was offered offered up in the incident with uh, the the um, the whole uh, uh, ping pingyao controversy as well as mm-hmm. a number of Italian members on on board Game Geek came forward to say that. Um, that a lot of these people that were condemning uh, these folks didn't understand the way that, that race relations in Italy worked, and that it, it's not. I a, a couldn't. Uh, I'm, I'm actually quoting someone here. I don't know if this comment's been taken down or not, but someone said that Italy as a country has never had any problems with racism. And I dare say that person <laughs> is not a student of history. Uh, i was just gonna say yeah wow <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like i I, th- I think it's pretty fair to say they've had problems with racism that stretch back to the, Ro- the roman empire right I mean, I, yeah i mean like all at all least. european
0: countries are, are, are guilty of it at some point in their history uh, I, like, yeah i mean
1: like if, if if anyone who knows a little bit about like uh, stone age anthropology will say that really <laughs> like, I mean, like you had like the whole Neanderthal homo sapiens conflict, so like we had like racism like since we were like throwing throwing stones at each other, you know yeah. so so to try to try and say that any country has not got any history of racism, I find that very hard to believe and I think for me the just... second you oh sorry but no no i'm 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 done sorry Go
2: <laughs> I think the the thing for me that clinches it is the second you use the term, I have lots of black friends, I'm immediately like. Mm, yeah, oh we, no! Would <laughs> we, we,
0: you, would you, a real bad word here? yeah,
1: yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, You hear that, and like, like, you feel like your your butthole tight, and you're like, oh yeah. man, where's this going? It's that,
2: it's that <laughs> yeah. <kind> of, yeah. <laughs> You're barreling to something real bad.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't do that, guys. Just don't 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 be that person.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that like this guy has no excuse, right? Because he's been around in the industry for a while. He's uh, you know he's but you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that uh, that that racism is a problem confined to to the younger generations. But you would think with him being a bit longer in the tooth and having dealt a little bit more with PR and the like, that he would um, he'd be a little more sensitive to that. Because I think the other guy was like a sort of amateur. Uh, like youtuber type?
0: well I mean it like to even like give give the excuse of oh we don't have any race problems a, 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 any even like a little degree of credence right if you are if, if you're if you're in this hobby right and you're particularly a creator in this hobby, you are making products for an international market, and you that you must be aware that like race is a sensitive issue like. Yeah. I, I i cannot fathom how you would not know that
1: yeah unless you've been living under a rock right oh, so
0: yeah so that's uh so that's that the those guys have, have landed themselves in some pretty hot water um deservedly so um yeah but it just serves as and like i don't know maybe there are some people out there who think like the community overreacts to these sort of things and to that i would say you know fundamentally like and as far as uh, as we've come like tabletop gaming as a hobby is still like predominantly like white middle class men yeah. so like and and it in case you need to explain, like diversity is a great thing because if if nothing else it means more people are doing the thing that you love so you have more people around you to do that thing with uh, and it keeps like the industry healthy you know um by like incidents like this is inevitably just going to put people off if you were looking from the outside in you could draw some pretty some pretty bad assumptions about the the community as a whole, which we don't want. So uh, it's absolutely right that these uh, these people are condemned for for what they've done.
1: Yep. There, there there need there needs to be consequences for for stuff like this for sure. But equally, I think that everyone needs to have the opportunity to to be forgiven and to improve, uh, for you know for the reasons stated earlier. That mm-hmm. um. That um. M- marginalizing people who have aw- awkward beliefs i mean like i mean look at the whole the, the way that the whole u.s democratic process oh God, went yeah. recently like i dare say a lot of that is to do with people that have felt maligned and who who mm-hmm. have gotten together with more people with this awkward mentality because they've been excluded from other like forums and discussions it's uh, it definitely is like the whole cancel culture thing as much as people joke about it it's problematic
0: it's uh, I, I suppose the tricky thing is like where do you draw the line yes people everyone deserves like a, a, a chance of forgiveness and second chances but if people if, what do you do with repeat offenders like at some yeah, that's, point that's true at some yeah. point you have to draw a line and just say look you i'm, I'm you're not welcome
1: yeah well that's where like you know like someone like Tashini like I I I don't think that um Borden Dice will I'd be surprised if they uh you know they picked up work with them again because mm-hmm. they you do you do need to take a stand against things like that but at, at the same time I I would think that those people within Borden Dice if they met test genie at a convention or something like that they would be civil towards them you know like they would try and be yeah. you know treat them like a human being so I think I think you can have both I think you can you can have consequences for people but you can still say look you know there's room for you to improve but you did overstep a line and you're going to suffer those consequences for it. doesn't mean I'm not going to talk to you doesn't mean mm-hmm. i'm not gonna gonna help you if you have questions or you want to be better
2: i think you can gauge the the way to sort of approach forgiveness by how they react as well in the aftermath i think you kind of see it there in some of the apologies where they're they're bouncing it back on the people that were offended or they're you know they're taking their time to own up to it or they're trying to worm their way out rather than just throwing their hands up and going you know i, I balls it up here um this yeah. is on me you know and, and i'll do better um i think that to me kind of gauges how willing i'd be to forgive or, or approach that particular creator again for for I content so.
1: yeah because because i mean as as much as people do want an apology and all that you're right tom like it, 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 it talk is cheap right like it's very easy to say that you're sorry like but you need to show that you're sorry and you do you do that in changing your behavior right so mm-hmm. yeah wow well, let's yeah, cool. deep <laughs> Headmate. Yeah, I
0: know. Uh, we we we, guys. It's going to get a little like a a little more light-hearted as we go along. Should we should we go with the, the the sort of like probably what is the biggest news this week, and that's been the announcement from UK Games Expo. Sure. So uh, they have revealed. Uh, uh, in fact, as of this recording, I think it was just yesterday, they've announced that they have pushed the dates back to Friday, the 30th of July to Sunday, the 1st of August. Uh, But they are still very much planning to go ahead. Um, I think, like, it's fair to say all of us would love it if it could actually happen. But equally, I think all uh, having spoken about this before... Uh, like yesterday when it got announced, I think all of us would be very surprised if it actually was able to happen. Am I right in summarising that?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I'd be a. I'd be surprised if it if it does happen, and b. If it does happen, I think their attendance is gonna take a beating because I wouldn't yeah. be comfortable going um, under most circumstances at the moment, even if you know, vaccine and and everything else is sort of well underway. Um, it's just it's a it's a hell of a lot yeah well, he, here, a, here's quite an ass.
1: interesting uh, comparison actually so um i i as linked so bear with me <laughs> i i recently got um the nba league pass because you know I, i'm not able to go anywhere at the moment so i, I figure i might as well you know mm-hmm. you know at, at least like try and create some semblance of like Normality, being able to have some sort of events to look forward to, in my calendar. So, um, I've been I've been following the Brooklyn Nets, um, mm-hmm. and they they are playing at Cleveland at the moment. Now now Cleveland is one of only seven teams in the NBA that's actually letting people attend. Okay. And bear bear in mind we're talking NBA right, like arenas yeah, yeah, that yeah. sit tens of thousands of people. And there's there's like a smattering of people in, like like and um, you know it's it's o- it's only when they cut like in between like mm. the you know like during the timeouts and the breaks to the crowd you know the way they like to in America and the people jump up and dance or whatever when the cams on them. It's only then that you actually realise that people are in, because during <laughs> it, the game it, it sounds and looks yeah. empty. Yeah, and
0: is that is that like regulations that have been imposed, or is that like an unwillingness of spectators to go along because they're they're still concerned about, you know, COVID?
1: Both. And I, I think okay. I think that really I'm saying that to say that I think if UK Games Expo does go ahead, that you know, what I saw at Cleveland is kinda like prophetic of what you would see at UK Games Expo if it did go ahead. I think I think I think you would get a smattering of, of people attending. Um to the point where it's almost redundant having them there Mm -hmm. no i I, and like i think
0: regardless where if it goes ahead it like they're they're gonna need to cap the numbers significantly lower than what they would normally have but We 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 were we were joking like what what does a socially distanced convention looks like and uh, (laughs) Ben and I independent of each other posted in the chat at the same time the idea of using like the sort of little paddles that you see in like World War movies.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I think you can you can draw a lot of comparisons from how the the sort of blockbuster cinema side of things has been going as well. Yeah, Um, Yeah, even when COVID was at kind of its lowest point in 2020 and the cinemas were reopened people just weren't going you know the the numbers were were atrocious because mm. you know there's still going to be a lot of reticence a lot of um wariness and that's that's not in a you know convention arena where you're you're packed to the rafters i mean when we went to uk games expo a couple of years ago there were moments that you know we we barely couldn't move uh, yeah. through the crowd yeah. um I'd, and and as i mentioned yesterday you know i got sick Afterwards, from from just bugs and crap, um, I still maintain
0: that was that was from the mental strain of you being nice to me for that entire day, <laughs> which you only did to prove that you could. I did. <laughs> uh, I did
2: it because Ben told me off for being mean to you. Oh, did <laughs> that? I had
1: no I idea. I don't remember that.
2: You did. You did. Um, not not in so many words, but there was a there was a be a bit nicer uh, chat uh, <laughs> before you break the poor boy.
0: <laughs> the the funny thing was you being nice to me just put me on edge for the whole day. It was the worst day of the whole weekend.
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like an elaborate form of torture, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Just waiting so, uh, for the other
2: shoes to drop.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, we, we digress. Mm-hmm. Right, but so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah the, the the question I was going to post you do, do we even think that any conventions will happen in twenty twenty one?
1: No, no,
0: no. I'd
2: be very surprised. No, no. And Unless it, so,
1: I, I think, I think, like you said, I think if they do happen, they'll have to have social distance and protocols. And if they have to have social distance and protocols, it's redundant.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be the same atmosphere, and it's a shame. We, we, like, there is nothing more that I would want in the apart from like world peace and ha- like happiness, etc., etc. <laughs> the, the purposes of this conversation, I would love it if. We could go to conventions again because it's a big thing that I missed last year, but um yeah, I don't think it's happening um but I mean we'll wait and see we never know a miracle might happen and uh, the infection rates might absolutely well, I, I fall
1: definitely off a cliff. I definitely won't be able to go even if yeah. a miracle does happen it goes ahead. oh well we
0: haven't we haven't yeah. spoke about this on the podcast yet
1: yeah so, so. Uh, baby number two is on the way uh, what yeah. Why do I not know this? <laughs> How did you miss that? Yeah, put it up. Put did up you?
2: the picture and have, everything. I must yeah. have missed that.
1: Congratulations. Giving <laughs> no, <getting> it live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a double dunk because baby two is on the way and it will be Nathaniel's second birthday. So yeah, yeah I, I I think I think I would like to try and make it special for him. As he? You know, he's he's a bit more aware of things. And I never got to do the big first birthday forum, so
0: Well, I mean we are saying like I don't picture conventions happening. I think there's a chance that like small gatherings might be happening by that point though. Yeah. So possibly. We we'll, yeah. we can we can hope. We can hope. Uh so that uh, is the big news regarding UK Games Expo. Uh the Final news item, really, to talk about is uh, the reveal that we have just been watching uh, for Games Workshop. So, mixed bag of things, I think, is is fair to say. <laughs> um, should, should we start with the bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could just go through it in chronological order, actually, because it just got better and better as the, the the thing yeah. went. There's a new Sisters of Battle model uh, been revealed. It's like a a, a War Walker of It's of crap. Sorts. It's absolutely crap. Let's just yeah. It uh, doesn't it, yeah. I don't think any of us do it. Do Do any of us have a word of defence for it?
2: No, not at all. It, do you know? It reminds me of the uh, the Grey Knight baby carrier. That's what oh, I think. It's really yeah.
1: You're right. Yeah, that's the, really that kind of is, calls back to yeah. It... But it somehow
0: looks worse. The big, the, 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 the thing, <laughs> thing. <laughs> like I was saying, like I've been saying, like the arms, it, it doesn't look like it would actually work. Like, no. and I know, I know, this is like a, a, a science fiction setting, so there's a, a a huge suspense of disbelief with a lot of these things, but it just doesn't look possible.
1: No, it just yeah. it, it looks like it can't support its own weight, doesn't it? It's like yeah. Play-Doh and. <laughs> lollipop legs it's a kidding. real
0: shame because like i i personally think uh that the the sisters line in general like the new models that they released last year for were very strong Um it's per, a pretty divisive uh aesthetic because it is so over the top and really gothic, and they've got a tank that's a church organ for God's sake. What, do, sight, what do you
1: What do you think of Sisters, Tom? Because you've you've been around the world of forty k. I think uh, longer than most of us. So you, you've seen a, a few things come and go, grizzled tank.
2: veteran that you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've always had a bit of a, a mixed feeling towards Sisters, but I do mm-hmm. like them conceptually. Um, they uh, they add a bit of diversity to the Imperium, and and they're quite interesting uh, fluff-wise. The new models I really like, uh, same as Josh echoed there. I think there are some ridiculous elements like the organs and things like that, oh, but yeah, that yeah. that's part of the aesthetic, and and I'm I'm okay. I think with that.
0: I, yeah, I think I think that I think that make, like they make it work. I but I, again, I totally get why some people would be like, well, that's dumb. Yeah, I mean <laughs> like... they've got
2: they've got some stuff that I love. I love like the idea of penitent engines. Um, mm. I really like the the Arch as well, which were kind of born out of sisters. Um, I like their whole <laughs> their whole suffering vibe. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Uh but this thing is it's just terrible. It doesn't it doesn't gel with the, the sisters aesthetic, I don't think, in general. Um mm-hmm. and it looks ridiculous. And it's it's got a really unfortunate name as well. It's called the Paragon Warsuit, which means it's the top end of Warsuits, which is utter balls. Um just to even cast your eyes across it.
0: Maybe they'll put that quote on the box, Tom. Utter balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have the we'll have the link to the the preview blog uh in the description yes. below so you guys can go and like look through all this stuff and don't take our word for it yeah. check it yourself
0: it, and if if you disagree with us by all means let us know i mean you're still idiots, wrong but, but yeah. yeah you're, you're welcome <laughs> to be wrong yeah uh from that, we moved on to the announcement for a new Kill Team box, which we were anticipating, and we, we kind of knew that it was going to be Space Marines versus Necrons. Um, I was I, I was a bit underwhelmed by this. I don't think, like, that we knew that... So it, the contents are five Heavy Intercessors, a, a Lieutenant to lead them, five Flayed Ones for the Necrons, and a Chronomancer to lead them and the 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 sculpts for them are like you know pretty nice but we knew they were coming and they're going to be in separate kits for those armies as well i i was disappointed mostly with the the rest of the box because it it's set in a neck on the in the necron part of the galaxy the pariah nexus Nexus, right and they could have really gone to town with the the terrain particularly for kill team like, like i feel like it, that game is all about getting like really nice complex dense boards put together but instead what they've gone for is more like kill team arena and it's 2d boards with and we're getting some necron themed doors and boxes
1: which... yeah. so it so it means that you've got a game board that basically looks like a like a spoiled 10-year-old's necron themed bedroom rather than an actual like <laughs> necron battlefield <laughs> I mean, like, right, I mean, am up. I wrong? Like, that's
2: what it looks like. <laughs> no, it's spot on. I could just it, it just popped into my head the vision yeah. of the the green bedroom with all the the bright luminance bits what in if, it.
0: I wonder if GW do, do like uh, bedding.
2: <laughs> it's a missed a missed opportunity. A I'm I'm kind Wait, of on you know the what? opposite side of it. I I don't mind it. I I do think it's a bit flat. I can totally see where you're coming from there. Um, but I kind of like I, I like minimalist boards. I love terrain and I love a really exciting board. But I think there's something to be said for a bit more of a minimalist board as well. I think you okay. can do too much. Um, but I think yeah, it is a missed opportunity. 100. percent They could have done some some cracking Necron team terrain there, and, and it is a bit of a it's a bit of a basic bitch set really isn't it because it's 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 as generic as they could have done for this release of kill team.
0: How how unfair is it on the necron player as well those those five heavy intercessors are just going to annihilate them
2: <laughs> the the thing is I'll, i i want this but i don't want the models i've no interest in the marines i've no interest in the necrons but yeah. you know yeah. I, I like the terrain i like the boards i always enjoy the rules for, for kill team and stuff um and i think to be honest they could have done that as just a set you know just a like one of the board terrain sets rather than doing a, an actual Kill Team box of it. Yeah,
0: uh, it, it, it's worth saying this is a, a new expansion for Kill Team as well, which is going to introduce all the, the new models that have been released since its last expansion. So all the Indomitus stuff, all the updates to Necrons and Space Marines that we've had. Um, and... I don't know, I don't think they said whether they were gonna release that as a separate book, but they usually do.
2: Mm. So um Well uh, I would not necessarily, no. They haven't done that with a lot of the, the Kill Team books to be fair. Well, they, you they did to it, use it with catacombs. Them.
1: So if they do if they do a similar thing to that, you know, where yeah. they bring out the box first and then they like portion it all up after. I think I think they're probably gonna we're probably gonna see something like that. Yeah. Which, I was which, oh but yeah I was just going to say it like it, which brings me on to the, the thing that, that kind of irritates me about this release is that these guys were revealed ages ago along mm-hmm. with all the other stuff for their armies and then you know so, someone in marketing has decided to portion all them up and package them as this set so it means that people that were waiting for flayed ones or heavy intercessors are going to be spending twice three times the amount they probably would have if they were just buying the regular kit and that you know I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah,
0: I like. Uh, I'll be honest. Like when uh, they announced that they were going to do something new for Kill Team, I was half anticipating a new edition. But I wonder if they're going to hang fire on that until like all of the ninth edition code, uh, codices come out for forty k.
2: Um,
0: I don't think it needs we'll, a
2: new edition though. It, it's its own thing. It's
0: probably just just to update the stat lines because they do like to keep the all the stat lines. Uh,
1: similar mm. between the two systems i mean you say that but like uh, it's really it's really just like chain swords, right like a couple <laughs> of weapons yeah um my plague
0: marines could have two wounds but they'll lose the old disgustingly resilience so i don't yeah. i won't get to i love it me, how your on, whole premise
2: shot. your whole premise for another edition
1: is i want my plague marines to have two wounds <laughs> Yeah. Let, let me just yeah. get my tiny violin out guys <laughs> it's just out it here somewhere <laughs>
0: I thought you'd have that on the desk by now, just like whenever yeah. I'm on the phone to you. Yeah, just like
1: <laughs> just always like ready to reach for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next thing that he revealed was a new model for uh, Adeptus Titanicus. Um,
1: I think this was the point in the stream where I actually messaged you and said this preview is wank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it was. Yes it was. Uh, great for the people who who play that game. Um, I I don't know who you are. So do you know what this <laughs> like... this
2: this kind of reminds me of? Right, I don't know if you've ever like gone to see like a band's reunion or anything like that at like a a, a gig, and they'll mm-hmm. do like a couple of hits at the start, and then in kind of the middle they'll drop like you know some solo stuff that one of them did or something like that. <laughs> this kind of feels like that, you know, like in the middle of the, the stream they drop a bit of solo yeah. material just yeah. to <laughs> pad it out, and why you go make a cup of tea or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so the next thing, and it was revealed earlier in the week, that the next chapter in the Broken Realms uh, series of books for Age of Sigma is going to be Techless, which was, I think, a little bit of a curveball for us. We were, yeah. I mean, I you, you've been keeping more up to date yeah. with it, Ben. Like we, but we were anticipating the story moving to Sladesh, given. Or the Slaanesh stuff that they've been previewing.
1: Yeah, and I, I, to be honest, I think they will at some point. I think there will yeah. be like a Broken Realms Sigvald or Slaanesh. Um, but I think they're doing, you know, what most good storytelling does, right? Where it's like you've had all this stuff going on with Marathi and the Stormcast Eternals, and then they go, meanwhile, in the Realm mm-hmm. of Light, and they cut to like another part of the story being told, and like the other side of the the planet the the continent whatever i think that's mm-hmm. what they're doing here i think okay. i think we're going to have like a bunch of different narrative threads and then they're all going to uh, be brought together so uh, i think the, they're, they're maybe building the the slanesh element up a little bit more sure
0: yeah um so techles is going to go pick a fight with Nagash by the sounds of it and uh, they've revealed some new models for um for the Lumineth Realm Lords. The one on today's stream, uh, I didn't catch the name of it, actually. Severith,
2: uh... Lord of the Seventh Wind.
1: Oh, is that a named character? I think so.
0: So, um, what do you guys think of this mini?
2: I kind of said, I think it's the best of the, the models I've seen for Lumineth. I am not a fan of their range uh and this is sort of the best of a bad bad bunch for me but uh mm-hmm. it is it's very over designed there's a lot uh a hell of a lot going on
1: i i think um i i i really like the the new model would, would you say his name was tom uh hang on uh Se- i think it's severeth Severus, yeah. He's so. He, I mean, if you haven't seen it, like obviously go and have a look. But he's kind. Of, he looks kind of like a like a sort of satyr type character, and he's got like you know he's a sort of archer. He's got like a long bow, and then he's got all these like magical winds whirling mm-hmm. about him. Stunning model, um, and I think, but I think that it's obviously been designed by an artist for an artist rather than by an artist for a gamer. Yeah, because I I don't know how you're gonna transport that thing. To your I think club like yeah, th-
0: I think there's some really cool things happening with the model. I like the use of the ribbons to give the effect that he's flying through the air. I just I can't help but feel like this would look a lot cooler if it was actually an elf or an elven creature rather than like a, a fox. <laughs> so I I, 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 I kind of well, like
1: I, the. Um... It, it, it reinforces the spirituality of the elves I think to have them fighting alongside these sort of like fey creatures yeah um,
0: I, I get why where the fox element has come from as well we were saying before that the recording like it's tying in with the sort of Japanese mythology that they're, they're tapping into for the Lumineth realm lords um, but uh, yeah he was the one revealed today we, we got earlier in the week the kangaroo cavalry
1: um <laughs> Kanga Cav yeah. Yeah, um, uh, Tom loves them they're terrible absolutely <laughs> appalling like, go, go go on go on to Games Workshop and buy Tom some Kanga Cavalry <laughs> when they come out because he will love them
2: Dawn, I'll find you, whoever you are <laughs> I
1: have a certain set of skills <laughs> we're going to make an Amazon wishlist for Tom with all the stuff that he loves
0: just the Lumineth realm lords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving when will we move on to the last bits and pieces that were revealed, which I think we're all unanimously really keen on.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh
0: new uh warband for Underworld's diacasm It's an all Vampires warband, and it looks bloody amazing. Um these uh these have been my favourite models they've revealed in quite a while and uh, I haven't been keeping up with Underworlds, I might pick these guys up just because they look really nice
1: well as they said on the stream right, like every every model in that warband you could use as a hero in like a death army right And the thing I
0: really love about these sculpts is that they've all got, like, little callbacks to a lot of the named characters from 8th edition, right? There's a bit of, like, uh, Vlad von Karstein in one, there's a bit of Manfred in the other, like... um, It's... They're they're fantastic. And I do... I really hope... I really hope that we get a vampire army for Age of Sigmar, because... Well, my bank account doesn't hope, want that, but uh, Josh but, does. But Josh does. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. think's
2: really kind of telling about those models as well? They're like they're quite simple models, but they're fantastic. Yeah. You know, there's not so much going on. You know, with them, they're, they're fairly simple poses. You know, they're fairly simple in like how much detail they've got on them. The detail's really good, but like mm-hmm. what's there is quite basic. Um, but they look really really good they're really really tight group of models you know they've, they've all got their own individual character it kind of speaks for the fact you don't need these over-designed incredibly busy models to actually pull off a cracking piece of work
1: see i i would actually argue tom that um that that, that kind of aesthetic that kind of design is superior to the the quite elaborate uh, highly detailed stuff and like i'd said before we started recording i, I was talking to um uh, a figure painter uh, earlier in the week called uh, Fett Milner. He's he's a he's a mm-hmm. phenomenal painter. We'll, we'll put, put a link to his website in the description below. You can you can go and check him out. But what, one of the things that um, that he said in an interview that he was in recently is that there there's been this tendency with a lot of uh, recent miniatures. And it's not just Games Workshop that does this. It's like a lot of other companies and sculptors where they're making these really highly detailed, very nice looking models. But the problem is that if you if you're approaching it from the creative angle, rather than, you know, I'm just getting this to be in an army or whatever, you're really just colouring someone else's work. There's not a whole lot of room for you to put your own stamp on something if it's mm-hmm. if if it's already crowded with all mm-hmm. this detail. Um and, and that that this is where uh, I, I, if I do speak to him again, I dare say that if you showed these vampires to fit and go, what do you think of them? Like, oh yeah, they're awesome. Because you know, like Tom, you know, you're saying like because they're a bit more simple in their their design. You can do things like if you if you want, you can go to town making that armor really like chipped and battered and ancient. Or you could you know you could paint like a motif onto the cape or something like mm-hmm. that. Whereas if if the, if you get the cape and it's already sculpted like. Mm -hmm. you know you're just you're just painting what someone else has done or you have to spend ages filing all that stuff off yeah yeah definitely uh uh so that was
0: my highlight of the the reveal until the final thing which was a new warhammer quest coming as well and it looks like the the big bad in this is going to be vampires for that so what, what did you guys make of that
1: I think I'll, I'll double check with Charlotte to verify this. I think I did gasp when they revealed it. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. stars! <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh.
0: So like fanning yeah. yourself. Just yeah, like...
1: I, had, I had to step outside for ten minutes. You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's really good. I think it's it's nice to see, um, especially with the warmer Quest side of things. It looks a little bit closer to the kind of grittier origins of it, whereas the last mm-hmm. two were quite high-concepts, high-fantasy stuff. This looks yes. a little bit more grounded, a little more dungeon crawlery style. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Undead Hunters against, un- unsurprisingly, Undead, um, which is really, really nice um, and could be a nice return to form for Warhammer Quest.
0: Yeah, and um, they only reveal two models from it, but both models look fantastic. Uh, I particularly love the Witch Hunter. Oh, that yeah. they've revealed with the under the the musket with the underslung stake launcher, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah.
1: so good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I think I I said to you that with a lot of the Warhammer Underworlds designs, that it was obvious to me that someone that's working in the design studio has played a lot of Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> and yeah, you're seeing it again <laughs> with this, but in like a really good way, right? I mean, if if you're taking inspiration from Darkest Dungeon, you're you're doing things right, because that I mean, aesthetically, I I think that's probably one of the best new IPs we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Just that you know that that really like broody, gothic horror, like you you know even like the, um, you know the sort of typeface they've got for the. Um, uh, what's oh, I can I can't what's it called. The, the new War, Warhammer Curse City, Curse City, yeah, the the lettering with like the the red paint smears down. The, uh, yeah. like, it, it's so it's so simple and so minimalist, but it mm-hmm. conveys so much. You get this really dark, brooding atmosphere already. It's great. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah,
0: um, and the undead mini as well that they revealed was fantastic a, a zombie that's had it, the top of its head cut off and replaced with like a wooden board <laughs> like yeah.
2: I think looking uh, at kind of Cursed City and obviously the the Warhammer Underworlds release it does suggest they are building up to a, a bit of a, a vampire stroke undead launch there potentially
0: I would love that, I would be all over that like I would be just take my money <laughs>
1: like I it took right, enough so, of it, but take more. So he here here's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I I think that Techless is going to go and take on Nagash. Mm-hmm. and I think that things are going to go pretty badly for him. <laughs> and I think I think Manfred's going to see an opportunity here, and I think that he's going to help Teclas take down Nagash. And oh, that would be cool. Possibly supplant him as uh, like a, a Lord of the Dead,
0: because. Hear, and hear me out here because it would seem weird for a vampire faction to be anything but in the faction of the uh, of death. But you you could see them being in order as well. Like they That's have true. like their realm and like their twisted version of a civilization and society. Well, so.
1: remember in the, the end times, uh, Vlad von Karsten actually became an elector count. Yeah, he actually yeah. sided with uh, with Sigmar. Because, like you're saying, like he he um, he needs law and order, mm-hmm. and like for 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 him, what Nagash was doing is is completely the opposite of he want of what he wants. Because he wants the world to continue working as it is. He doesn't want this like endless state of stasis that that. Nagash, I mean, like it's he's just it's he's the he's such a crap bad guy as well. I think <laughs> Nagash. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. ah, we're gonna make everyone into skeletons. <laughs> you know? He's uh, he's he's your sort of Saturday
0: morning cartoon type villain who is like you're you're evil, but we're not sure why. <laughs> like, yeah. what what are you benefiting from this? Why why
2: do you want to do this? He was quite nuanced when he was human, like in his in his origins, and then when he yeah. became sort of an undead lord, he's that's what he's become. Just the. It's taken all the kind of color out of him and just made him this one-dimensional, maha death to all type bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I think I think if they were, I, I would. apologise to any Nagash fanboys if you're out there. I don't know if you exist. Don't apologise. Um, <laughs> I. I would like to honestly. I would like to see him supplanted by either Arcan or Manfred. I feel like either That'd of them cool. would be would be better options as like the head of the the Death Faction than the Gash. That'd be really cool, yeah. But well, well, we'll we'll wait and see. Uh,
0: up until then, we've just got to um, we can just speculate. So that was kind of like what's been going on this week, and that took us like nearly fifty minutes to cover off. <laughs> so. Uh, well, we can we can have a chat about what we've what we been up to recently uh, while we've been living our best lockdown lives. Good good chat, guys. <laughs> great great, great
2: I was, talk. I was waiting to see if Ben would go, and I was like, do you want me to go first? Or? No, you, you know, a good, go first. A good way would have been to direct the question, Josh, so that we knew who yeah, was exactly. going to talk.
1: Uh, get good, Josh, will you? <laughs> So why do I do this?
2: Um, I, I will go. Uh, I've I've been running uh, a lot of role playing games via Roll Roll Twenty, yeah. uh, and the like with uh, with yourself, Josh, and, and with some other groups as well. Uh, restarted one of my older Pathfinder groups, uh, Ages End. Now that uh, Claire's babies of age that we can kind of do stuff uh, you think
1: of age of age. Is, yeah. is, is the is the baby going off? And an adventure as well.
0: he's yeah, so got a like...
2: job
1: now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um
2: you know what it's like yourself, like at, at the the early months you you're sure. Yeah, through yeah, there. Yeah. It's a lot of adjustment. Yeah, yeah it's a roulette really mm-hmm. wheel of, of activity. Um whereas now they've got a bit of a routine and things. So uh we started that back up so that was nice getting some, some high level Pathfinder action uh on the go. Uh I've mm-hmm. been Star Wars in with yourself, Josh. Uh Yeah. With the uh, various degrees of success um, and I've got my other Pathfinder group as well that I run on a, a Saturday night which is a low level one so busy busy uh, on that front Hmm.
0: yeah I'm I'm still loving Star Wars I think our groups really hit our, uh, our stride now uh, the mission we, we're currently in we're trying to help out the Rebel Alliance but as things usually do in RPGs things have gone wrong so what was supposed to be a simple tech mission uh, has turned into a rescue mission for some rebel agents. Who'd have thought that would have happened?
2: What are the
1: chances? You know,
0: who, who predicted that? <laughs> but I'm still, uh, I'm, and I, I particularly love playing R three E seven. He's he's a, he's great fun to play.
2: So. Josh's sassy droid mod
0: yeah it's, it's it's great i get to say whatever i want <laughs> um how about you ben uh what have you what have you been up
1: to i have not been doing so much gaming but i've been doing uh, a power of painting and building yeah. etc um so this week i've been building tanks for 40k mm-hmm. uh but you've been, you been enjoying that <laughs> Uh, yeah, they 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 can be pretty hard. I actually cut my thumb on one of them uh, yesterday, which was not fun. Because uh, because there are a lot of like um, big flat panels, you, you do need to do quite a bit of cleanup on the the yeah. tanks. Um, and I uh, I got a bit overzealous with my knife work and stuck it right in my thumb. Ouch. So I, I have I have a boo boo. <laughs> um, but I I finished painting off some Death Guard for a Mr. Hartley. Um, yes! Can't wait got, to got pick them up. Another wave of them to do. And I've been painting Gotrek, which has been nice. Uh, yeah, uh, you've been posting yeah. that
0: on Ashenhold Art's yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook. It's actually, it's looking I, really
1: yeah, nice on, on Ashenhold Art, I ran a little uh, December giveaway that was basically you know, enter this giveaway and I will paint a model uh, of your choice for you. And uh, the 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 lad that won he picked gotrick so i was like yes because it's, uh, it's you know it's a model i've been <laughs> want to paint for quite a while um i'll probably, I, I actually ordered another one of them because i do want to paint one for myself and yeah. but he's such a great model that um I, I think i will quite happily you know paint a second one of them yeah that won't
0: that won't be a chore for you at all
1: <laughs> yeah but a heads up to anyone who who doesn't have them. He is um, made to order only now because I got them mm-hmm. in the the crappy white box, so it looks as though he might get uh, discontinued at some point. So
0: yeah, grab it, grab it while it's hot. So, um, other than playing uh, in Tom's RPG games, uh, I'm still continuing my Dungeons and Dragons campaign with uh, being ran by uh, Dave Wright. Uh, still having fun playing a half orc barbarian. It's easy mode because all you do is like act like an idiot and hit things with an axe. So do
1: you do you do your uh, your Ray Winston impression?
0: Perhaps? I absolutely do a Cockney accent. If if you are not do, what are the what are the accents work for orcs? Well, I, like, I've
1: discussed this with you before because uh, ha- having, I, I consider myself a bit of a, a connoisseur when it comes to. The, the voice acting with orcs, mm-hmm. um, I I would argue that any sort of regional British dialect with a sort of nasty like guttural sneering added in would work for an orc. Um, I've I've heard a Brummel accent used for an orc it worked quite well. Yeah, I,
0: I can see that. I can see
1: that.
0: Yeah. Um. I'm just I'm picturing Welsh orcs in my head. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> It's a strange combination. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, but yeah, m- m- maybe the Celtic accents don't work yeah. so, so well. Yeah. No, maybe that's it. Maybe it has but to be the sort of like, uh, maybe maybe it's specifically like regional English accents from like the industrial cities. Is that maybe? Then? Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I I picked Cockney for mine, and that that works great. <laughs> so. Um' Can so you give, us a, give
1: us a preview give us a little taster of
0: uh white oh, lads as it yarn
1: <laughs> <laughs> see you, it's to to tom are you are you smiling or cringing it's hard to tell
2: i I have been privy to this accent uh in a previous game, so i'm uh
1: yeah
2: get flashbacks. Uh,
0: Rest in peace, Black Tooth.
2: Yeah, he died really early in his career. Unfortunately, I don't know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was tragic.
1: Uh, things things went down. Um, so, do, I, do I you, right? Cards on the table, Tom. All right, truth time. Okay. Do Do you, as a GM, do you do you sometimes like come across someone who's created a particularly annoying character, and then you? You angle away to off that character. Yep. hundred percent. I've I've done it more than once.
2: Uh no Is it to...
0: sometimes is it sometimes less the character and more the player?
2: Bit of both. Bit of column <laughs> A, bit of column uh B to be honest. Uh it's not anyone I play with in my regular groups because I wouldn't play with people who made characters that annoyed me because I always try and have a bit of dialogue beforehand anyway. Mm. Um but I have back when I was running Pathfinder Society, uh I will put my hands up and say there were a couple of times I came across characters that got the brunt end of the stick because I was like, this is a stupid character. Uh, and you just kept both barrels, I'm afraid. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, that is fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, so still having fun with uh, Dave's d d game. And I have been doing a bit of painting myself. Uh, I know. <laughs> I have almost finished uh almost finished blood rage i have uh, i've got uh, see, why are you still laughing <laughs> like
2: no reason carry there out. you
0: go all right um i've got i've only got three models left now so and in fact i'm actually waiting on some new paint arriving uh, that i ordered with my new codex so um i'll uh, get that i uh, hopefully get that finished before the end of the month and that's been one nice project, all done and dusted.
2: I start my terrain painting project tomorrow for my, my time nice. off work, so uh, I've turned my, my living room into a spray chamber because uh, I'm at hell going Desert outside. Uh, he,
0: Tom, Tom's <laughs> going to be absolutely buzzing from like... Just hot boxing
2: like a morfo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for those of you listening, please, please, please... Uh, spray your models outside or in yeah, a big don't, please don't, don't abuse solvents
1: guys just yeah. <laughs> uh, word, <laughs> word to the wise there
0: but, but that'll look really cool because you've got tons of terrain
2: for warhammer i do yeah as well yeah i've so. got a a, a short list uh, as long as my arm so it's uh quite the opposite but yeah i've got two weeks off that i'm gonna crack into it so should get a
1: good number done awesome Be- speaking of solvent abuse um <laughs> i i actually got id'd at my own door the other day any you guys i have was wondering this where too? this was going i had that yeah right. <laughs> yep
2: i got yeah, i yeah. got uh, a bunch of booze delivered as a present for christmas uh and i got id'd at my door uh and i was like yeah. well you're at my house don't come to my door and id me yeah
1: it's mental yeah, so isn't? i i got i got id'd because um you know i mentioned earlier i got i got a I don't think I mentioned earlier, but the reason I'm, I got that cut is it's a new knife I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got ID'd for the knife, and it's you know like like you, Tom. I was a bit like incredulous. Like, are you serious? As <laughs> I, was, I you know, it's like, what what do you want? Do you want like proof of address or something? And he was like, no, I need proof of age. And I'm like, what? And like, uh, you, it, I I guess like some of our listeners maybe haven't seen a picture of of me, but. You know, I'm I'm six three and I have a massive beard. It's the there's not You're really much yeah. to, uh, you know, question my age. I don't think I'm certainly way over eighteen, right? Well, I'm I'm the same. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm more or less entirely bald at this point.
2: You know, I'm stubbled out the wiser and covered in tattoos, and I've got a guy at my door saying, "Are you eighteen though? Did <laughs> you, <should> you, <laughs> you have yeah. this spray?" I know
0: guys, but it's it's just something that they have to do. Shut like, up, oh, nerds go get this. They don't they, uh, want to do it any more than you, you the wanna do. Pro- <laughs> well it is! Imagine if they got sacked because they didn't ID someone. How ridiculous would that be? Just for everyone's protection, so. guys. So
1: I, I knew I knew the tiny violin would come in handy <laughs> at some point.
0: I this isn't for my benefit, this is for the poor bloody delivery drivers who have to get like put up with people when they, uh, when they uh, have to ID them. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Josh Hartley just always like chowing down on that bait. What, no, it's good. amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, I'm doing this to a close. We're done. We're done here. <laughs> it's like watching right. a
2: puppy run into a glass window. <laughs> just open <over> and <laughs> over. <off. laughs>
1: yeah, it's like you just don't understand, do you? <laughs> oh. Right. Bye,
0: guys. Bye. <laughs> Episode over. Bye. <number. laughs> Bye. Um.